Excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. What up, y'all? KMB, the sexy ninja here. Sexy indeed, indeed. Welcome to the New World Podcast, brother. It is fueled, it is powered by C Plus Studios and a paper saber universe. Thank you very much. We are talking about Monday Night Raw. Patrick and Graves on commentary. We're in Orlando, Florida. Let's go, Dan. We start the show with Edge and Beth Phoenix. The best part about this entrance was Edge was caught grabbing his wife's ass <laughs> on social media from the last time they were there when uh, Beth speared uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, and he was doing it again, and he was just like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab my wife's ass," you know. I, I don't know. If, and then there was a point where she's like, "Fucking stop!" <laughs> so you know, but it, this sets up for Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber is a, a week from Saturday. We're building this card. We got already got Bobby Lashley and um, um, Brock Lesnar. They have a contract signing next week. We're gonna have Beth Phoenix and Edge versus Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor at Elimination Chamber. It's all a, this. This pay per view is a quick bump in the road to WrestleMania. Also, um, I, I just realized too. When I was looking at the card. It's gonna be Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. For the Universal Championship in Montreal. So does this go to that theory of letting Sammy finally hold a top tier title in WWE? And I kind of like the fact that he's going to go for the Universal Championship. Because I, I really believe Cody deserves the WWE Championship. Not putting down the Universal Championship. You know, it is what it is. But I think the WWE Championship is much more on a pedestal that, you know, it, it, it is on the pedestal of championships in pro wrestling, especially if you've been a pro wrestling fan for so long. I'm not saying the AEW championship is not um, prestigious enough either, or, you know, New Japan or Ring of Honor, but I'm saying WWE has been around for so freaking long. You know, it's a lot of, wait, they, what, you know, the story they're telling with Cody Rhodes is everything. And Cody... You know, going going against the grain, had to leave the company, come back to the company. You know, his dad never held the WWE Championship, but Cody Rhodes is going to change that. You know, so I, I'm I'm all for it. Let let uh, Sami Zayn take the Universal Championship. But like I said, we start to show off with Edge and Beth Phoenix. Uh, Judgment Day comes out. Damian. Damien started messing up his promo. <laughs> he he started he almost called the elimination chamber the money in the bank, and then he's just like, oh. then he did something that I was like, okay, I can forgive you. There is when he was like, ah, Edge just pissed me off so much. You're just messing up my, my flow of things. So, you know, uh, Damien, it's okay. It's okay to mess up a promo, but <laughs> but it was also a quick save when you're like, you you made me so mad that I can't think. You know, so a fight breaks out, of course. Um, the Street Profits come out, and this sets up uh, Angelo Dawkins versus Damian Priest for their Elimination Chamber uh, match, their qualifying match for the Chamber itself for the United States Championship. You know, but during the commercial break, Adam Pierce comes out. He has the, like, he kicks Edge, Beth, and Montez Ford, and the Judgment Day, and just like it says, Damian Priest versus An- uh, Angelo Dawkins uh, one-on-one hell of a match 
Angelo is looking so fucking good. Like, this dude is looking fantastic in that ring. You know, and I remember, like, he started wrestling without a shirt. He's looking he's looking a little more cut and stuff like that. And I, I'm... I love Angel Dawkins and I love Montez Fords. I always think they're they're top tier tag team, but I also think too on a solo run for each of them they have a big future. You know, Damian Priest got the win here, which you know I I, I kind of saw coming, but is Damian Priest going to take the title away from Theory? I don't think so. So we shall see, you know, and this is a potential WrestleMania match to set up for WrestleMania, you know, but there is titles on the line and we're showing that the United States Championship is prestigious. Um, Theory arrives in his little fancy car to the to the stadium. Uh, Maximum Mel models now on Raw. And I'm wondering where because I believe it was last week where it was like Alpha Academy was walking by. I believe it was on SmackDown on Raw. Forgive me. I, I can't remember right now, but um, Otis walks by, and then um, the two two uh, dudes in uh, Maximum Memo are like, "What's that?" And she was just like, "It's perfection" or something like that. So now we're gonna see that kind of play, pay off here in um, Monday Night Raw, maybe not next episode, or we're gonna build to that. I don't know what kind of angle they got going, but I know Otis is gonna fix into that pretty pretty soon. So Chelsea Green, um, I like Chelsea. I really do. I I think she's a she's talented. Um, she's beautiful, and she has a big future in the WWE. I just don't like this um, Karen gimmick, you know. And I I haven't watched her in uh, Impact or anything like that beforehand. Um, I I I know of her work, but I I don't know. Is this what she did on uh, the other promotions? Was this a Karen act? Because the whole, I'm just one step away from calling the manager to Adam Pierce. You know, I deserve. I'm, I'm like, you know, don't. I I don't know. It just, it's just one of those things where, you know, she demanded a match. She got a match, and you know, the Graves is playing it up and you know, everything like that. And I'm just like, I I don't think the Karenak is something that Chelsea should be doing. You know, but who am I? Uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. But because honestly, she's losing. She's losing her matches. She got under Royal Rumble and got her ass kicked out. And obviously, you know, they, they're not looking to build this character that she's playing, you know, in any way or fashion. You know, I we're going to have her backstage with Adam Pierce a lot is what I'm getting at with this. Then what I'm getting from it, I mean, I, I'm just like, yeah, OK, you know, well, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Dexter Loomis came up, um, you know. Baron Corbin's been on a really big losing streak, and for rightfully so because I he's got to lose the I, he I think now I think Triple H heard KMB the sexy ninja and his complaints about Baron Corbin, and Triple H was like you know that kid KMB big head boy I think he's right we need to do a hard reset and for Baron Corbin are you ready water. Psh. <laughs> um, and that's what I think we're doing now. We're gonna finally trim the fat. JBL is done with Baron Corbin. You can't polish a turd from what he said. There was a backstage segment later on, but Dexter Loomis with the win with Johnny Gargano, who's in the chamber as well. Um, you know, it JBL's done. He just said, "I can't do this, man. You're you're a fucking loser." <laughs> 
I called you the modern day wrestling god. You made your little cute T-shirt, got your stupid hat, you know. And uh, JBL's like, I'm done. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for that. I think Baron Corbin is very very talented. I think Baron Corbin needs to work on his mic skills a little bit more. But I also feel like Baron Corbin had a great gimmick with the Lone Wolf character in NXT. I love that version of Baron Corbin. I don't, you know, Sad Corbin was fun. Happy Corbin was dumb. All these other versions of Corbin, it was just like, ah, let's get back to basics. You know, be that beast in in that ring. So I think Baron Corbin's going to be off TV for a bit. Uh, I hope so. Because uh, if they're going to try to build an angle with him and JBL, I, I don't know if I want to see that. I want JBL to cut, cut him off, you know, wash his hands, then go out. So, and then we have Brock Lesnar coming out and, you know, uh, cutting a promo. He lets his accent slip a little bit because he talks about fishing. He likes that fishing. He likes that. God damn it. I go fishing out there and I F5 the fish. That's what I do. I get on that boat and I F5 all the fish. Take them all to Suplex City. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, me, y'all me, just, me, y'all just yeah, We all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We going to have this, like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kai, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. This I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta don't lie, don't play with it. Play with it. No. Take that shit serious. You know, but Brock Lesnar challenges Bobby Lashley. Has a contract come out? Bobby comes out. Bobby's like, I'm gonna have my lawyers look at this. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, they're in Florida, and Bobby Lashley gets F5, and that crowd's like. Please again, oh, one more time, you know, one more time, and I'm like, and they, Brock Lesnar gave it to him. Bam, collected his cowboy hat, and now next week we have a contract signing. We already know how that's going to end up. There's been a lot of contract signings lately. I, am I crazy? <laughs> They're like, I feel like we've seen a lot of contract signings for the past like few months to set up a, a main event or something like that. You know, I, I feel like we've had one too many. You, you know, so but they, they all end the same. Someone's going through a table. Someone's going to get the upper hand. So uh, Candice LeRae is in the back, you know, with um, Johnny and Dexter. Dexter makes this nice little picture for her because Dexter's an artist. And Nikki Cross is always in the background. I don't know what we're doing with Nikki, but she's in the chamber as well. So we should see all this payoff. Carmella's back in action uh, versus uh, Mia Yim. Um, Piper and uh, Candice LeRae. This is a Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Of course, Carmella won. Of course, Corey Graves was like, Oh my God, look at my wine. <laughs> Nothing against Carmella, but I just hate when Corey does that. Am I, the, am I the only one? Am I not the only one? I just hate when this motherfucker is every time, like, like he's going to get in trouble when he gets home. She's like, what did you say? I played the commentary back on Hulu or I had the DVR set and I listened to every time I'm out there and I listen to the commentary about what you say about me, you know, because he's very, 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 very passionate about it. It's like, oh my God, my wife, my wife, <laughs> Maybe he gets in trouble, you know. Uh, here's my notes about Baron Corman GBL. We talked about that. But I, his quick note with this, the Hurt Business in the background. 
you know, the, is it is it rebuilding to that? Are we rebuilding to the Hurt Business helping um, Bobby defeat Brock Lesnar again? You know, because Bobby had some good points. He's like, hey, I knocked your ass out of the ring, Royal Rumble, and beforehand I left you, you know, you beat me, but I beat your ass to dust, and then the last time of that, I beat you, so I have one up on you all this time. And, you know, here we go again. Bobby versus Brock, but I think the Hurt Business is finally going to Click, click, bang in this bitch. We had a backstage thing with uh, Candice LeRae uh, and uh, Mia Yim and Piper. Uh, Piper's like, hey, don't get in my fucking way. I was like, but you lost. <laughs> but you lost. <laughs> you lost the match. So I don't know why you are over here uh, caught saying threats or anything like that. So, you know, Piper. Uh, then we had uh, Alpha Academy versus... Uh, Cedric and Shelton with MVP, of course, they got the win over Alpha Academy, and I'm thinking we're slowly going to take these two apart. I think Otis is going to move on with Maximum Male Models, and I think Chad Gable is going to move somewhere else, which is sad because I love Chad Gable. I think Chad Gable is a, a superior athlete in that ring, and everyone on Twitter agrees, man. This dude deserves the moon and more. We had a the Miz interview backstage and Boogs interrupts and it sets up uh, Adam Pierce comes out because the Miz talks his shit and Miz is like, yeah, well, you know, if Adam Pierce was here, blah, 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 blah. And Adam's like, oh, oh, you like saying my name, huh? All right. Well, guess what? You and Rick Boogs are going to face each other next week in a rematch, you know, because the Miz lost. So we're building this with the Miz. Because we give this to the Miz. The Miz is a workhorse, and the Miz will do whatever he can to, you know, keep work with other talents. And I like the fact that we're building Rick Boogs. I already know Rick Boogs is going to get a win over the Miz. Um, and Chelsea Green comes out because she demanded a match earlier in the night. And we got Asuka. Love the face paint. But, you know, I, and I, I, I think Chelsea, like I've said it before, I'll say it again. She's just a talent. Asuka, though, you know, she's going to lose the, you know, come on. Really? Asuka's going to take this. You know, I, I, that's all I thought the whole time. And then, you know, you have the other competitors out there. Raquel, Liv, uh, Carmella, N- Natalia, Nikki. And after after the big win, Asuka wins and everything like that. Bianca comes out and Bianca's like, hey, I see all these super talented people. But also, it, you're, it's your time to shine inside that chamber here in a, in a couple weeks. But let the let the best woman win, and we'll we're going to WrestleMania, and we're gonna throw down. Either way, anyhow, Bianca Belair, EST of WWE. Now, to the meats and potatoes of the show. The the what you know, it's not. It didn't even involve wrestling. It didn't even. It just involve involve two really extraordinary beings on a microphone. Paul Heyman. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes comes out first. He talks about Sami Zayn. You know, he says, best of luck to you because uh, Sami's going to face Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber for the Universal Championship. But he kept saying, like, you know, I'm taking those titles. Titles, titles. So I'm thinking we're just foreshadowing what's ha- going to happen later on. Like, you know, it's going to be... Um, I, I, I feel like this is my prediction. Of course, we're going to have Cody versus Roman for the WWE Championship, and I think we're going to have Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship. Why not? You know, that's dream in the making. Two legend, two best friends in the main event, or Jay Uso versus 
um, Sami Zayn or Sami. You know, it, there's so many possibilities that could happen. And going forward, we're we're in the thick of it. But this Cody Rhodes promo, and then it just gets elevated with Paul coming out, and they get real with each other. And Cody tells the stories like, "Yeah, you know, back in 2000, we were broke, like we were poor. They, you know, they had a hundred dollars to all of our names." My dad was doing local car commercials and whatnot. You want to see not not to make money, but to keep the game, keep the car, man. And if you know Dusty Rhodes' history, it, it does get a little sad here and there. But he also keeps bouncing back. And you know, Paul helped him in ECW, brought him on, paid him well, and you know, it that, that money helped. So you know, and Paul caught off guard was the best part of this promo, where he's like, ah. You know, he he had little tears coming out, and he's just like, ah, you know. But in great Paul Heyman fashion, he turns it around and goes, I want to tell a story. The last conversation you know I ever had with Dusty Rhodes, he said he loves you. You know, he loves you more than anything. But, and he, he goes on this list, he's like, stars he's prepped for you know, train and prep for the future train and prep you know Seth Rollins you know names like that but it gets down to Roman Reigns and Paul being the great asshole he is says the last conversation I had with your father was him saying how much he loves you but Roman Reigns is the son he wish he had oh fucking like goosebumps man goose bumps all over my body I'm like you motherfucker <laughs> and Cody just fires back he walks up to him he shakes his hand he goes everybody just wants to make this personal you know what I'm gonna uh, and it's gonna be is now it's personal but this is me going after your boy Roman Reigns and I'm taking those titles personally you know, it was just a great moment, and I, I just saw Bully Ray's, I can't wait to listen to Bustin' Open Radio, like, Bully Ray's tweeting, he goes, fucking gold, and that's what that was, that whole segment made the whole entire show for me, That which is crazy, man, because I was like, it didn't even involve wrestling, it just involved these two legends on the mic. Another great match, Montez Ford versus Elias, Elimination Chamber, qualifying match, and Montez Ford in great fashion takes it and beats Elias. Montez Ford, I feel like we're going to build him up first as a solo act from the Street Profits because, I, you know, he's uber talented, man. This dude can fucking go. Him jumping over that corner uh, post, you know, because I know when it's coming because Elias fed out to it, and I was like, oh, here it comes. And I'm like, babe, babe, because she's sitting right next to me. I'm like, look, look, he's going to do it. Ooh. Uh, so, but Austin Theory on commentary, Montez Ford for the win, and and uh, Ma, um, Theory putting up the title because you know he's like, yeah, come on, bring it, and here comes Rollins, baby, here comes Rollins coming out, and he just curb stomps Theory's ass. We're making this uh, this. I I can't wait to see that elimination chamber match. There's so much talent in that fucking t- chamber in those pods. It's gonna it's gonna be. It's going to be fucking crazy. I'm already calling a spot. I think I called it last week, but um, Bronson, Bronson Reed uh, going off the top, one of the top pods with that tsunami <laughs> causing chaos, you know. Uh, I, I, I'll make my predictions next week, but the Chamber's looking to be a hell of a pay-per-view, uh, you know. And now we finally get the main event that I wanted, Becky versus Bailey, and... Uh, a steel cage. We finally got it. And I remember, you know, it's so funny is I still get a little bit of like 
backlash about the Raw is 30 episode because I trashed that show. I And, it, you know, I, this is just passion. This is just love for something I love, and I just didn't enjoy I, I I enjoyed the show, but I didn't enjoy the show because one thing I was really looking forward to was Becky versus Bailey. And then when you find out backstage that, oh, um, the, the segment for Sammy's trial ran a little too long, so we had to cut that match down. I'm like, did you, though? Did we need the DX thing? Did we need this to be that long or this? You know, especially the DX segment. Come on. You know, just building up just so Kurt Angle can be a special guest referee. Like, it was too long. And the fact that we had to, I hear that kind of bullshit. I'm like, fuck off, man. I wanted Becky versus Bailey, And I'm going to tell you, now that we got this match in the steel cage with damage control on the outside, it was a hell of a match. These two women beat the shit out of each other. You know, there were some spots I was like, ooh, god damn, that made my neck hurt, you know? <laughs> and... It's it's a great it's a great match, Becky for the win. Uh, I don't know where we're going here from this because out of nowhere, you know, like this, this they've been talking about this match for a while, building up to it. This is where it all started in Orlando, Florida. The performance center's right down the street, you know, and this match is so personal, which it is. And there's a great spot where Becky's like, "You want to keep you want to talk about my husband?" You know, like banging her head in the cage and stuff like that. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I it, it was just a really good match um the ending was a little confusing with lita you know i was like and her music hit and then you know they always show the crowd's reaction first because the crowd's like oh my god ah! and i was like lita what lita for the save okay sure why not you know i i guess but becky for the win lita joins is in the cage gets in the cage with um becky and that's how we go off the show you know they're hugging each other and I, I gotta say, man, this that this match was fantastic. Uh, with the finish being as weird as it was with Lita's involvement, uh, we'll see next week why she even came out to help the man. You know, so we shall see. Uh, I give this show a solid five. I had a really damn good time from start to finish. You started off strong with Edge. You keep it going with these really solid matches. You have that really zesty, nice. Um, toasty Cody Rhodes uh, Paul Heyman promo that you just keep thinking about I just watched it beforehand again I was just like damn these guys are so good then you end it with such a great main event like Becky and Bailey in, inside the steel cage and you have Lita as the big surprise so 5 out of 5 for this Raw I had a really damn good time um, you know and things that happen like Baron Corbin finally getting snipped from JBL just goodbye see you later bye 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 so Tell me what you thought of the show. What did you like? What was your highs? What were your lows? What did you love? What did you hate? What is your rating? Drop those comments below. Drop those comments because I know you're listening. I know people are listening because I am getting more and more, more feedback on the New World Podcast, brother. I'm getting feedback here. And we're building the WrestleMania. What's your predictions, man? Let's talk. Let's have a conversation in the chat. You know, tell me I'm wrong. You know, and I know I fuck up names sometimes. That's that's just me. I, I'm just really bad with names. I've always been that way. You know, I get people call me out all the time. Like, oh, hey, you said that name wrong. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, and I call it back. But am I gonna am, am I am I gonna apologize? Sure, why not? If it makes you fucking feel better, fine. I will apologize for messing up a name because honestly, when I do mess up a name and I listen back to my shit, I'm like, ah, because I respect these athletes. I respect these wrestlers so much 
that I, you know, and I, I would lay the fucking golden carpet for every single one of them because this business is tough. This business is hard and it's all about passion and it's all about love for the business itself. And that's it. And that's all, folks. Drop those comments below. Then after that, you're going to hit that like. You're going to hit that subscribe. You're going to share with your grandma. Share with your grandpa. Share with the bum down at Walmart. Because I am KMB, the sexy ninja. And you need to remember, everybody needs to remember that the New World Podcast is for life. To win a wrestling championship. And everybody, everybody wants to make it personal. And that's what you just did. And you're not going to pay for it, Mr. Heyman.